Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse Video Game News and Reviews for all of you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the Gaming Community, and with me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And there's Jay Dimes. What up? We're here live in uh, in the studio in uh, Centerville, Virginia. Yeah. Um, I said, you know what? Uh, we had the day off today because we're recording on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, both of you guys had the day off, right? Yeah. I had the day off. Yeah, Deanna didn't. Um, but I, I definitely enjoyed it because I had a, I had a lot going on this weekend and last week. So uh, we took the day off, uh, and I said, hey, come on over. Let's do this thing live in the studio. So it's a lot of fun to have you guys here. We have folks watching live, twitch.tv slash alexalbisu every Monday night at 8 p.m. So um, big thanks to everybody in the chat for hanging out. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today from a video game news perspective. It's a little slow, but we still have some news to talk about. Um, the first thing is that, uh, okay, we're going to talk about Pokemon Sword and Shields DLC, which is slated for later this year. PlayStation 5 released their logo. Um, big surprise as to what that's going to look like. <laughs> and uh, all the games are getting delayed, so there's that. So we're going to have a lot more time to play the games that we're playing right now. And then uh, we have a little bit of full stream ahead news uh, coming from NVIDIA. They're joining the party. So before we jump into that, gentlemen, uh, what's going on in your world, Tim? You got, a, you got a movie that you went and saw. How did that go? It was great. So my favorite movie of all time, and maybe my second favorite, might be second to Pulp Fiction is bad boys like when i was growing up bad boys was a movie if i couldn't find anything else at the video store that i wanted to watch i always rented bad boys bad boys one bad boys two love them went to see bad boys three on saturday morning uh me and will got up went to the movies amazing was it Everybody talked about they thought the movie was going to be terrible because it was an action movie releasing in January, which is kind of outside the window uh, when you normally release those types of window movies. Uh huh. Movie was great. It was. Great. I've heard a really? lot of people uh. loving the movie. It's the first time that I like. So Michael Bay didn't do this movie. He pops up with a cameo in the movie, but he didn't direct. Wait, did he do write. the other ones? Yeah, he did both of. Oh, he how did, did I not know that? Two. Yeah. Huh. Um. But uh, they actually tell a good story in this movie. Like, they give the characters motivation for what they're doing. Uh, whereas you didn't really get a lot of that in the first two movies. Well, the first uh, two movies are really good. I mean, they're good. 25 years old, the first one is. Jesus. A very, oh a very young <laughs> Tia Leone, who, if you watch uh, Madam Secretary, you know, main uh, character from Madam Secretary, yeah. you know, first movie, got to start. That's really funny, huh. man. I need to go back and watch them. I mean, they, it holds. I I rewatched the first one after we got out of the third one Saturday, and the movie holds up. Does I've it? Got, yeah, I've got it's it in four K. It, it looks good yeah. on a four K screen, nice. and I have the second one too. The second one's got Gabrielle Union in it, so oh. uh, you know, love that one. I I, I I actually watched it. Well, we were watching it a couple nights ago when we were in Florida, and uh, like we were coming back from the parks, and it was just like. Oh, such nostalgia! And they got to that scene in the in the mortuary. Oh yes, you know where he like jumps under the the table with the or under the cloth and the girl with the big big boobs. the boobs. Yeah, <laughs> so do with these big old deer titties. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and so they do they do a great job of playing off the fact that these guys aren't young anymore. Um, so they kind of play into it. I think they're talking about doing a fourth one. I think. This could be like the new generation's lethal weapon, which I'm always surprised that people mm. don't make more comparisons between Bad Boys and Lethal Weapon because I think they're very similar. Yeah, uh, in movies, but similar, uh, not not identical, but you know, yeah. no, not identical. But Lethal I mean, Weapons were was they were always really violent. Man, listen, these last two Bad Boys, they've been laying folks out in yeah. very interesting way. <laughs> this one, they kill a lot of people in this la this this last battle. <laughs> they? Who there's a lot of people that got beheaded. In, oh uh, man, right. in this right. just oh. heads just exploding like grapes. That's funny. Okay, I gotta watch. It, it had a very Michael Bay feel to it at points in the movie. I mean, the the ad itself looked super Michael Bay with the helicopter, the gratuitous action with like the helicopter crashing through a building and. Yeah. Uh, Bodies dropping onto mom's minivan. Although, if you want the most Michael Bay thing ever, go to Netflix and watch the new Ryan Reynolds movie. The name of the movie escapes oh, yeah, me right the, now. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Oh, oh no, I was thinking about it's, um, the one where he's a video game character. But no, yes, yeah. okay. Tra- Travis, I know you know what the name of that movie is. I expect to see it in the Six chat. Underground. Yes, did he? Did yep. He, yep. Um, that movie is great, and it is the most Michael Bay thing you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. It's like they just said, "Do what you want, Mike," and he did. Really, that's great. Yeah. It, it it and and Ryan Reynolds is great in it, but there's a there's definitely a lot of stuff blowing up. It's, That's funny, it's, man. Um, it's a beautifully uh, violent movie. That's yeah. funny, uh, Diddy. You had a thing uh, that that you accomplished over the long weekend. Oh yeah, so <laughs> I, so I tore my computer apart. This was from the last last show. Okay, I yes. tore my computer. I was about apart. to say again or okay. no right. from the last show, and there were just. There were wires everywhere. It's just, you know, I just like threw it back together to, to get it. And I was like catching my feet on them and they were everywhere. And I just said, screw it. I unplugged everything. <laughs> unplugged it all. all. Everything. And just said, I'm running wires. So nice little troughs, little catches along the back, you know, tie wrapped everything. Went to Micro Center, got some of that, you know, cable wrap stuff and. Mm-hmm. You can't see a wire anymore. There Good are no for wires. you, man. That's hard to do. <laughs> My buddy John is just starting his first build of a PC. He he bought some he bought some very nice very nice components. So I'm yeah. excited to see how that turns Love out. Love it. Spent a spent a lot of money in Micro Center. Yeah. Made, made my wife really happy. <laughs> my oh, desk, I'm sure. My desk is completely clean. All you see is computer stuff. And I, and I wish I could figure out how to hide the wires that go back. You know, like. The mouse wire and the and the keyboard wire, buy wireless mice and keyboards. Nah, see, that's hard to do. I, yeah. I don't. I mean, like, I got these. Uh, you guys in chat can see it. Like for my Mac here, it's like the standard wireless keyboard and mouse. Um, but I don't know the the whole battery thing makes me annoyed. I, I, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know. I like, like my mechanical just, keyboards, and they they yeah, wireless. That doesn't just silly doesn't cut it. But anyway, I have a. Oh no, my keyboard is wired. Never. Mind. It's all. It's pretty. It's all nice. nice and good for you, man. Um, Hopefully, you never have to take it apart again. So I'm realizing before we oh, go, I any labeled further. everything. Oh, <laughs> labeled like wrote on the connectors. This is like. Uh, oh, the, you like wrote on the wires? Yeah. This. So if I look at the back of my USB port that's under that's that's double sided industrial tape to the bottom of the the desk. Uh huh. I can. I know what that USB. Oh, nice! Why cable is going into it? Because that's it, smart, man. I should do that. Because it says, too you many. know, this is this is key. This is uh, this is lighting for the for the um, headset. This is you know, uh, this is the um, the stream deck. Sure, sure, sure. Says says what they all are. Nice. Yeah, I mean, like, look at this. Like, what I got here is so many wires. I labeled there. all the all the um, power connectors. Do you have a USB hub over there? No. I used to have one, but it, it was causing some problems. I have three so. of them. It's nuts. But it, uh, most of it's for lighting. Most of it's RGB lighting for the. Yeah, and, and that's where it makes sense. But you know, for some of the other pieces, like they're like, don't use a USB hub, especially for gaming and stuff. The because only of the only things that are plugged directly in the in the PC are the keyboard and mouse, and the um, audio interface. Ah, okay. Um, before we go any further, by the way, uh, let, let's call out what we're drinking tonight. So, uh, everybody at home, we are, uh, we poured ourselves a little thing that, that J-Dimes brought. Uh, this is Screwball. This is peanut butter whiskey. And, uh, people in chat, uh, you guys can see it there on camera. It, it's literally like peanut butter flavored whiskey. Let's see if it, there we go. And it is, uh, well, let, let's say, let's say a quick cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, chat room. Clink. Mmm. I like this. And, and the thing is, is that I'm a big, I'm a big peanut butter nut. So this is like right up my alley. Um, Scardon in chat says, "Ooh, funky, nice Jade." I am so. <laughs> props there. Um. So I love peanut butter. Uh huh. I am definitely a, a whiskey aficionado i'm not sure <laughs> i'm just not sure it's it's not it's very whiskey ish mm-hmm. it's not very whiskey ish this is it's almost 
So it's almost like if you took a whiskey that had a, a vanilla or a um, a caramel flavor to mm-hmm. it uh-huh. and just amped it up about a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. You That's know, pretty um, much what it tastes like. It's not bad. I wouldn't say it's bad. I don't think it's made to drink straight. It's not. It's probably not made I to drink straight. I think you should mix it. So uh, two recommendations if you decide to go out and try some screwball. Eggnog. If you're an eggnog fan, screwball and eggnog works out really, really well. I could see that. I could I, definitely I see that. I do the vanilla uh, Southern Comfort eggnog with a little bit of screwball. Legit. Um, also an old-fashioned. So yes. When, yes. I was, when I was in Alaska, there was a bar that made peanut butter old-fashions, which is how I found out about hmm. screwball. And they were amazing. Love it. You know what this would be good in? Coffee. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. The, everybody's talking about how this is the next Fireball. So you remember when Fireball they first came out? They put it right yeah, next maybe. to Fireball in the ABC store. Yeah, too. it's like that. I hate Fireball. Just Oh, really? I don't I mean, it's all just I don't need kinda, cinnamon in my alcohol. It's it's fine. Um, but yes, I, I like this a lot because I am a peanut butter nut. Um, and you know what else I like, guys? Star Wars. I like Star Wars a lot. Now, Who doesn't? Who chat, doesn't? Uh, if you guys have been following me on Twitter, you guys watched my adventures on uh, Saturday where I went to Galaxy's Edge. I went to uh, the, the planet Batu, and it was wonderful, <laughs> and it was everything that my my body desired at that point. Um, let, let me paint a picture for you of what happened that day. So ended up – let me think. Let me think about how – uh, the the day went because like we woke up at five a.m. We had, yeah, we we got to the park at like six a.m. and then seven o'clock the gates opened to Hollywood Studios. I had been in Orlando for work, that's why we didn't have a, an episode. There were some technical shenanigans that he was going to do it, but um, you know, uh, I was in Orlando for a conference, and I said, while well, I'm there, gonna hit up. And do the Galaxy's Edge thing. Went with a couple of friends who were also in town for the conference. So when uh, we got there at like 6, Martin Luther King weekend, everybody and their mother was there. There's a lot of people. Yeah. And so uh, good thing we got there early. But, you know, you have to be in the gates at 7. And here's why. Rise of the resistance, friends. Um, the ride itself, uh, I don't want to give away too much about what happens in the ride. If you're interested in spoilers of how that ride goes down, Google it. Be my guest. I'm not going to talk about it here because it is worth the surprise, in my opinion. Um, has to be one of the most incredible things that Disney has ever put together, uh, ever. Uh, any company has ever put together as far as like a theme park attraction goes. Um, so that was super cool. But in order to get a spot for that ride, you had to be in the gates at 7 a.m., as soon as uh, 7 a.m. hit, they opened up on their app a little thing to join a mobile queue uh, or digital queue, as, as I think they called it. That let you get a spot in line. So it's not like you jumped into some long line. I mean, it was still a long line by the time we got there. But the thing is, is that it, it phases people in. It was a really nice way that they did it. Those queues end up like filling up. I think it's like less than 30 minutes after the park opens at seven so you have to get there so early it's it's insane because there are so many people they're trying to get to that ride um it's totally and it was totally worth it uh, again so you get super in like like when you actually get into that that area we spent the entire day there It, it was insane how you just felt like you were in a star wars movie um, I built a lightsaber. Hold on. I'm going to get it. I'm getting it. Here we go. Uh, uh, right here. Right here. Look. Uh, my lightsaber, everybody. Okay. Gonna. Oh, look. You see, it's blue. It's pretty awesome. And it's got some weight to it. It's pretty cool. Um, so this thing, uh, just going to forewarn you, costs $200. It was, not, it was not inexpensive, but it's really nice. It kind of it comes apart so you can take... The blade out and you have the hilt and this hilt is really uh heavy it's it's hefty show them what it does oh when it when it doesn't have a yeah. thing in. so listen i'm gonna turn it on like that it, is it, so yeah, cool. That cool so uh 
yeah, super, super fun. The ex- the experience just doing that was worth it because you're a freaking Jedi building a lightsaber. It's a whole experience, man. They have actors there doing things. Surprises happen. Again, not going to jump into it. You heard that? What happened when mm-hmm. I put that in? So, uh, yeah, I did that. I built a lightsaber. You can see R2 Bisu back there. Um, that is a, a, an R2 unit that, you know, you just build. It's like a little ro- remote control R2 unit. Uh, they have the BB units. The BB unit was, I, I actually wanted to make in the first place, but it was having some issues. Supposedly those things have issues with like a grinding sound when the head turns and stuff. So I was like, nope, uh, can I make an R2 unit instead? So, uh, so that's what I did. Um, that was a hundred bucks. So you can just imagine how much money you have to spend in Star Wars Totally worth it, though. Uh, I've been waiting my entire life for for that experience, and, and here we are. So uh, I got a fucking lightsaber. Boom, bitches. <laughs> anyway, so Star Wars, uh, Galaxy's Edge. Do it if you can, um, if you can afford it. There we go. Put that away. Do it if you can afford it, and it is totally worth it. The rides were great. I flew the Millennium Falcon. Smuggler's Run is a lot of fun. How it's much an are the tickets thing. into? to disney depends on if you get a multi-day pass or like a one-day pass i think i did like like might have been like 130 bucks or something at least it was it was over 100 dollars for the ticket for one day for one day mm-hmm. golly i know i know disney's freaking expensive now yeah, what you got to do is you got to go down a day early and go listen to somebody's timeshare spiel and get a free ticket yeah well, that um, I don't think Disney does that. Oh, they used they, to. The, they do. They do a free. No, no, no. Thing? You end up with like having to go sit through like somebody's third party timeshare. Oh, oh, not from Disney's. No, 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 but, no, but they just give you a Disney ticket. Yeah, but they give you a Disney. Ticket. Understood. Understood. Um, but yeah, totally worth it, guys. Go do it. We spent the entire day there. Um, we were harassing stormtroopers. We went to Ocas Cantina drank oh here's here's what i had to, to drink i had a fuzzy tauntaun that is not a sex position it is a drink and it is it's got some bubbles sure. on the on the top of it that have uh that have this paralyzing effect oh that's your, so wild on your lips and your tongue uh, any part that it touches so it what people were doing uh we were reading about it people would take some of the bubbles and like walk up to their friend and smear it on their face <laughs> and their face would just become tingly like up and down from their forehead to their nose uh yeah it took about five minutes for me to be able to feel my mouth again after drinking that it wasn't very good like the drink itself wasn't very good there were the other drinks i had there were great that one was just more for the oh, experience what's um what's the whiskey that's in star wars there's whiskey in star wars yeah the blue milk because i had some of that too no that's pretty good Hold on. I think it's in one of the bar scenes. Doesn't one of the people ask for a whiskey? Oh, I don't even know. I don't know of any whiskey in Star Wars. We need to make it if that's the case. What am I thinking? I had a Jedi mind trick. That was another one. You guys can look up the recipes for all these on, on the Googles. But this was... It was so fun, guys. There's the sh- the sh- Shadoan whiskey. The Corellian whiskey. Maybe that, that's the one I I'm mean, thinking. I mean, Corellian whiskey. Rocky whiskey. Okay. Well... Uh, the last thing that I'll mention uh, for the sake of anybody planning on doing this is that you want to download the Disney app, make reservations far in advance. For instance, making your lightsaber, they don't have an availability to make a lightsaber until mid-February now. So we we uh, put our reservations down about a week in advance. It, it just it fills up. So demand is there. It's busy. Show up early, but take advantage of it and embrace it. Star Wars. Imagine how many lightsabers these Bamas are selling. I know. Oh, we were talking at about 200 that. Bucks a pop. At 200 bucks a pop. And that's just that. Think about all the food. Like, like the blue milk, for instance, the alcoholic blue milk that had rum in it, $14. So, so what did this park cost to build? Oh, oh millions. Anybody millions. know? I don't know off the top of my head. How I mean, much it's probably did it's, it cost? it's hundreds of millions, right? It's forget the cost to build it. Just remember how much they spent to get it. 
Oh, a billion dollars. Right. It cost a billion dollars to make the, to, to make build it. The, that's okay. on top so of in, in just Disneyland. So I would like to see. I would like to see the business plan for this. I would like to see when when the break even point is. Shit. I mean, what what did they they gave George Lucas what like two billion dollars for Star Wars? It was more than that. Or three? It was three, wasn't it? Three point one, three point two, something like that. Yeah. How much was Lucasfilm? And actually, four point zero five billion. Did they was buy? It really? Did they buy Lucasfilm or did they buy Star Wars? They bought Star Luca, Wars. No, Lucasfilm. They, they bought did. all of it. Yeah. So, so that's why, like, they're talking about what's the other? Um, the, uh, not the Hobbit. Uh, freaking the, the one with uh, the little person and uh, running around trying to deliver the baby. Uh, Mandalorian? No, I talked about it on ANTP. It was my last submission on ANTP. What was it called, everybody? Willow, Willow thank you. Yeah, TV Travis Willow. Tibby says Home Alone. Um, um, I thought they just bought the IP of Star Wars. I did too, because and and the reason I thought that is I was listening to an interview with someone who was talking about having run into George Lucas in the bathroom at Lucasfilm recently. So I didn't... I, he's No, he's totally hands-off. It's Which is Disney why I thought it was odd that he ran into George Lucas in the bathroom. He well, still shows up. Like he, he was on set at um, at Solo, Like if you guys remember when that was being built. Um, he showed up and was providing some advice to like Ron Howard, like, this is how Han would do it. And it, it was pretty cool. Um so anyway, that's uh, that's Star Wars for you. It's fun. Uh, but you know what? Let's jump into the news, because that's what we're here to talk about, and that is video game news, and here it is. It's time for the news! So first up, Diddy, what you got? All right. So uh, most of us have been playing Pokemon uh, recently, and Pokemon Sword and Shield are getting paid DLC. Uh during well, it was last week's now uh, Pokemon Direct, uh, Nintendo said announced that an expansion pass for the Switch Pokemon games is coming. Uh, the pass costs thirty dollars, uh, consists of two DLC packs that each that add new environments, new Pokemon, over a hundred clothing items, and much more. Yeah, so let's let's talk about. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry, by the way, folks. Yeah. It, uh, it, there's some bigger implications that we'll talk about here in just a moment, but you know, you got the Isle of Armor, which is going to be uh, released first, and then, um, and you got some some new Pokemon that you can catch, and a whole new story arc, and then uh, Crown Tundra, which is going to be in the winter time. Uh, that that we'll look at. Here's what everybody, you know, because it's not it's not video game news unless somebody's up in arms about something. <laughs> and let's talk and about we're what not that talking is. about it unless there's something about it <laughs> behind so, the scenes, right? <laughs> here's here's what we, uh, there were all the there were all these comments about. Oh man, we have to pay sixty dollars for this expansion. And everybody was like, "Wait, what? Like, where'd you see that? No, it's just thirty. It's thirty bucks for both of them." $30 per expansion. Per, per sword or shield. Per yes. sword or shield. So everybody was like, yeah, but if you're a true Pokemon collector, you need to get yourself uh, both of those things. And I'm sitting here like, just, okay, I guess. that, that That's like my, my response, right? Like a little bit of like, like massage the, the, the head and the scalp because it okay. hurts a little bit. Okay. Honestly, you you and I are probably playing more Pokemon than than. Jay Dimes does. Who pay, plays none, so that's not. So, yep. yes. Do you care? No. No, me either. I just don't. Okay, so so look. I, I kind of get why people are upset because it's, it's essentially the same content that you would be paying for twice. But it's actually kind of not. They're, new they're, two, content. It, they're, they're two separate base games. They, they really are. I, like you're getting, you, you fight different gyms, you get mm -hmm. different Pokemon out in the wild. Yeah, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. You're getting different Pokemon, different uh, environment, different area, different. I don't see this any different than like a, a DLC for Fallout 4. And I paid for all those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, and enjoyed the hell out of them. They're, they're, they're great. I, 
if you're the type of person that would spend money on what is what what could be argued on the other end as the same Pokemon game, if you're gonna buy Sword and Shield, my guess is that you would probably be up for paying for an expansion for both. Like that, yeah. that's just. Maybe maybe I'm I'm off yeah. on that, but I don't well, know. It was just like this goes back to my whole thing about Pokemon, anyways, about them just blatantly ripping people off, paying for two different games, but they've been doing it since they brought them out. So yeah, and and Travis is forever. asking for for clarification. So Sword and Shield are two different games, right? They they're just like think of them as like two different sides of the same coin yep. um so it's like you have some pokemon that you can catch in the wild like like there are same like the same pokemon that you can catch in both games there are some pokemon that are exclusive to one version compared to another there are some gems that you have to fight in one compared to the other um i think i read that it's 60 percent the same yeah. so between sword and shield 60 percent of the content is the same 40% is different. So it really comes down to whether or not you're a completionist. Yeah. And, and as a person that's never finished a Pokemon game, ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Scardon in chat says, some people don't have money or it's hard to come by. They want to buy one game and be able to have everything. But game companies these days rely on selling updates, so it's tough, I guess. And that, that's a really interesting point. And I think that's the broader conversation, right? Like... These companies are, are building um, these games with the understanding and revenue expectation that DLC is going to help pay for some of the underlying costs that go into making these games in the first place, right? So when you – what do you – what do you uh, – that it was, might be growing on. It grows on. Oh, is you. it growing on you? It grows on you. <laughs> so everybody listening at home, did he just kind of gave us a look like, all right, that's pretty good. He's drinking this peanut butter whiskey. Um yeah, and and Scardon brings up another good point, right? Like, if you feel like I feel like if you play a game enough, investing a few extra bucks shouldn't be that big of a thing. And that that's my point originally. If this is as big as of a of a contentious point for you, like I don't know, well, you're buying two of the same game. Well, yeah, like, if if this is your jam, then yeah. then yeah. you're gonna pay for it, sure. So I think I had this conversation with the lady at GameStop the other day <laughs> about. Um, I was in there buying some magic cards and she was trying to convince me to up to re up my pro membership. And I was like, nah, I, I really just don't buy a lot of physical games anymore. Like it's not worth it to me. And so she was like, well, like she was like, why'd you move away from physical? And I was like, honestly, like I just, I don't have that much time to play a lot of games and the games that I play are games that when I buy them, I'm going to get, a lot of time out of what I pay for, right? Yep. So I think I think you you really have you know like two types of gamers. You've got people who are going to be hardcore into a game, and then you have people who are probably going to move about a lot of different games over the course of a year, right? Um, and hopefully not end up with too much of a backlog. I think the <laughs> I think the people who are hardcore into a game and are the people that probably bought Sword and Shield. Are probably not the people who are going to be upset about right, yeah. paying for the two that. different DLCs, right? Because you, those are the people that are chiming in. Are they though? I, I that's that's all the outrage I saw on Twitter. Are they? And then again, this is Twitter where everybody. So my well, response, everybody's outraged on Twitter. So my all the res- time. my response to them is sort of like my response to you when you were like that that holder for <clears> the for the uh, for the the hilt was thirty bucks. I'm like, listen, you in. Like yeah, you done bought yeah, both, and you done bought both, you done bought both versions of the game. Like just go you ahead bought, and buy the you DLCs. You bought the droid and the and the sword and, and, and the lightsaber. What's and the extra? lightsaber? And, and, Let me get that hill. On yeah. top of that, I bought a belt clip for eighteen bucks, where I could carry it around on my yeah, on man. my belt like a Jedi. Man, go ahead. Just you know, go do the whole yeah. thing. So like, I feel that way. You know, when I buy Division every year, I buy the seasons pass. I know that I'm going to spend enough time playing the game. That I'm gonna want it. When mm-hmm. I buy Fallout, I buy the season pass Listen, every time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't. I'm not sure that you can sell me on the fact that you had an expectation when you bought two versions of the game <laughs> that when the DLC came that they were gonna sell you one 
one DLC. Like, that's just not the way that they do it. Yeah, I kind of expect Hell, they are nickel and diming you for cloud saves over there at Nintendo. So I know. They, listen, you know, you know what they're about. They're going to do it. And yeah. part of this is also, like, the growing pain of figuring out this is this is very new like business model for some of these uh for some of these companies like uh nintendo doing dlc it's it's sort of new to them and like if you look at uh like they really started with smash um with with smash brothers like that season pass where you're getting all these characters and like that's all dlc same thing with this um and that's not unheard of in right right, yeah i mean that you well, know, honestly, I'm trying to think, did anybody do that before Injustice? Like, that's well, not something that I remember a lot of in Street Fighter Mortal Kombat. Attack. Was Mortal Kombat yeah, like Mortal that? Mortal Kombat did it. Well, you're talking yeah. about the monetary model of just about every game that's popular right now, right? Yeah. You know, but you used to not have that in fighting games. Like, you go back and look at Street Fighter. Like, you got all the characters yeah, when you bought Street Usually you got all of them. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think this is just what we're going to get. Yeah. You know? Yep. You're not getting 100% of the game. At the beginning, um, so let's talk about our next our next topic here. I'm going to blow your all's mind. Okay, you ready? Uh-oh. Are you guys ready to see the PlayStation Five logo? Are you guys <laughs> are you are you ready? Yes. Chat, are you ready? Are you ready? All right, you guys. Here we go. Uh... It looks so. Everybody in Twitch.tv slash Alex Albisu is getting their mind blown about what the PlayStation Five logo looks like. It looks like the PS2 logo. It actually looks like the PS3. No, no, no. You know what? It looks like the PSP. Sorry. No, no. It looks like also the PS4 logo. It looks like every logo they've ever made. (laughs) With a five at the end. Did anybody actually expect anything different? Come on. Well, what was really funny is that at the the press event, everybody was like, (laughs) there are all these videos about like, and here's our logo for PlayStation 5. And everybody stood up and like, you just see swarms of media taking tons of pictures and it was like a really big freaking deal and everybody like on the other side of it's just like wait like of course that's looks like every like. logo they've had I said it was going to be playstation 5 i mean does did they, but they didn't change the xbox logo either no 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 but but the the difference is is that series x is different and that wasn't even announced yeah. prior like they already announced, oh, it's going to be PlayStation Five. That's what it's going to be called. And then here we are, months later. Yeah. It, it, here's the logo, PS Five. Like, yeah. It's just the same. It really makes you wonder: Did Sony really get caught off guard with Microsoft deciding that they were going to come with the new console so soon? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I think that they're pretty they much on the same. They don't seem wholly prepared. Cycle. Really? For the news cycle. I, well, I mean, from a development perspective, I feel like, well, maybe you're right. Well, they I went mean, first, they, though, right? Listen, they, they may be ready for, from an R&D standpoint, but they do not seem ready from a news cycle yeah, standpoint. Yeah, like it's quieter. Like they don't you're seem right. ready to talk. You're right. No, you're right. That's well, a not good only that, they, they didn't go to, what aren't, which one aren't they going to? E3? Yeah, what whatever the next thing is, they're not going. Yeah, I mean nobody's really well, no nobody at, at least is taking the time to really talk about new stuff at E3 anymore. Like it's just kind of um, not a big deal anymore. I always with Sony, I always go back to whether they actually have the financial backing in the company to really do Oh, if they're they if they're to. as invested, yeah, it, yeah. If even if they're solvent enough to do it, I wonder right? sometimes. Yeah, like I don't. You know, Sony went through a long period of time where they took losses on hardware so that they could. Well, they don't have make the backing money on of software. the other companies either. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're not Microsoft. They don't. They don't they're not Microsoft. They're not Nintendo. Nintendo yeah. has. Um, and so I just wonder, like. Like really, what like what are they gonna do? That's a good question. They, I think they got lucky last generation that that Microsoft so wholly shot themselves in the foot at launch. Yeah. I mean, they they well, just yeah the, fell the, on the sword. The, well, here's here's what not not even that one. The 360 was so bad. 
Well, yeah. it was very but good at first. That. But they won that. But they won that. That carried them through. But yeah, it, it was so bad. Reliability wise, the, yeah, the red ring. Thing. They have yeah. whole. They have they've done something that I think is quite special. They wholly lost last generation while winning the messaging war. Right? Yeah. If you go yeah. back and look at what yeah. they said at launch, they were right. They were they were they were all the way right. And at this, and what were point, they right about? Digital. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe not so much the streaming, but I think that's where it would have ended up if they had gone to the digital at the they beginning. Were too, they were too soon, but they I, were right. I think they yeah. already knew what they were going to do with Azure when they started the generation and they just weren't ready to talk about it. Yep. So now I think you got to wonder, like, going into this next generation, I mean, they've got the ducks in a row. Like, oh, they, they're, oh they've got it. They're lined up to win it. That's... I don't know. I just find it funny, you know, that for everybody's boo-hooing at the beginning of the generation, at the end of the generation, we won exactly what they told us. Yep. Yeah. All well, the way. But here's here's what Sony does uh, very well is that they're, and this, this is good and bad, is that they're predictable. And they're going to come out with really good... Um, exclusive titles. They're going to make really good decisions on hardware and reliability there, but they will not create cutting edge experiences. Yeah. Well, so here's, gonna... here's here's the thing. Your last two points. In this generation, when you're looking at what Microsoft is offering. You're looking at what Stadia is offering, if they can get it to work. Um, I don't know that they can make really good hardware that's not cutting edge that's going to be competitive. And that is exactly the breaking point that we're at. And we're going to see, I think this is the defining moment for Sony to step up their game. This is something that we talked a lot about, and, and Nintendo's in a similar boat, right? Like, if people don't start to get on board with investing in some of this streaming multimedia um, approach over the next ten years, they're going to lose out on on this on this gaming. Nintendo uh, may be okay because they have a they have a very large audience that doesn't expect it and has never looked at their products to to give them that. I still think that they're going to. After after everybody gets bought into what great stuff the streaming side mm -hmm. is going to bring, it's not going to be immediate. Maybe it's even over ten years from now that Nintendo. But like, yeah, we'll see Nintendo catch on with it. They always do. Yeah. Shit, they're well, already they're always like they don't even have a four K, uh, you know, console out there. Like. But they do have one thing that none of the other people have. They have a portable gaming device that people love. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has it. Like yep. if you want to take yeah. You sure you can say, "Oh, my phone," but like yep. if you want real portable gaming, it's oh, it's Nintendo. Yeah. Unless that thing that we saw at at, at CES becomes, yeah, uh, you're right there. Yeah. I'm planning on taking mine on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about oh, and, and Travis says uh, uh, one other thing that that's worth bringing up. Um, if VR is going to be a thing, though, Sony has the leg up there over well, Xbox. Actually, I was going to mention that I. Part of me wonders, behind the scenes, Sony has to be banking on something. You know that you know that they've thought about this stuff. Banking on their consistency. That's what I think. Uh, I mean, so yes, they're always they're always consistent. Their stuff always works. Uh, you know, it, they're always very stable platform. But I, I, part of me wonders if they're if they're going to go all in in VR. I think I mean, that's a tough road. VR is not for everybody. But it's a everybody. really good experience if it's done well. Yeah, but I mean... It's not for everybody, though. But it's not for everybody. Sick. And the other thing I think you got to think about is the amount of money that you're talking about building into hardware to make that work. Yeah, but that's going to diminish over the next several yeah. years, I think. You think? Will think. it diminish or will people start to look at the fact that the price of hardware is going down and start ramping up the specs for VR games to try to be able to do more, so you've got to spend more more money to 
to keep up. Yeah, like the VR thing, like Scardot mentions, um, it should be for everybody. Uh, why play regular games when you can VR? Like Deanna, for instance, gets super sick. Yeah, Vanessa's the VR. same way. She can't but, do it. But I love it. I, I would do everything in VR if I could. But that there are certain games. Like, I know that Sunny and. and um, the other one. <laughs> Microsoft? Yeah, Microsoft. Uh, yeah, the. Huh? I think they. No, I think Microsoft the... mothballed. Uh, what was it? Halo Lens? Which was their v- yeah. VR thing? Well, oh, the, the HoloLens. Yeah. HoloLens. Yeah, yeah, I think they gave it up. Yeah, Let's well, see. that's the other thing. Like, you know, and, and here's my point again. So when Sony brought VR into the mix, yeah, it was on a console, but it was also after Oculus and HTC Vive was already that's doing what their I was, thing. I was trying to think. They're Oculus. not yeah. breaking any major, and this is to the point. They're not leading visionaries in anything here. Uh, HoloLens was at least, you know, in the same vein that Nintendo comes from like some kind of a risk, right? Like it was a new adaptation on a way to experience a thing. Like that's that's something that I don't ever see from Sony. The only time that they kind of did that was with like the little magic wands and the Sony Vision or whatever, like the PlayStation Vision. Um the PlayStation I, sorry, and, and I have one because of the VR, but it's that's still on the aftermath of Connect from Xbox 360 right, days. But the, it's all just the Sony VR sort of sort of brought it to the masses right because because the vibe and sure and all more, those yeah. were a thousand dollars at least sure it, you know and that one was 400 bucks when it came but out. again consistency right like they're making it approachable and, and that's fine and everything but it's still not a risk right yeah that's kind of where i'm coming from with sony right like so and again going back to the main topic that we're talking about here their logo it's you just it's, it's what you consistent expect. yeah so and that's fine. I'm a big Sony fan. I, I like my PlayStation a lot. Um, I'm a fan of all these companies for what they bring to the table. But I just I I think a lot about them as somebody that needs to innovate more, and that's just a, a critique that I've always had. Um, let's talk about our final uh, news topic before we jump into uh, the 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 streaming news. Um, so all the video games got delayed. Uh, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, all of them. If you name one, it got delayed. <laughs> they're, uh, all, they're all there. There's an article from Geek.com. 2020 has just started, and it already promises to be a crazy year for video games. And that's what happens when two brand new consoles, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, are slated for the end of the year. But before that hardware even arrives, publishers are keen to get out that uh, that their last wave of big games that squeeze every last drop um, out of these current boxes. Now, uh, Doom Eternal... Uh, got delayed to the exact same time that Animal Crossing uh, is coming out. Uh, and there was also announced that uh, Final Fantasy VII, which was supposed to come out very soon, uh, it was pushed back to April 10th, um, which isn't bad. That's like a little over a month away. Uh, bigger, though, is that they're also pushing out uh, Marvel's Avengers to September and that's going to be uh, from a, I think it was a May, yeah, May release date, uh, which is uh, quite quite a significant delay. And then um, even more delays with Cyberpunk 2077 getting pushed uh, to from April to again later this year. And a lot of this kind of comes down to the conversation that we have a lot here on this show. And uh, we'll start with with Diddy. Are you okay with? All of these delays? Yes. And why is that? Yeah. Uh, so, as far as I'm concerned, every game company that's out there can learn something from Blizzard. I don't care if it's late. I care if it's bad. Me too. If you put out a game when you said you were going to, and it sucks, you can't recover from that. Right. If you put out a game late, and it's great, because you took the extra time to polish it, people will forgive you. I don't care when I get it. Just make it good. How about you, J-Dimes? Um, to a certain extent. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care on an individual game right. to game instance. I think the issue may be more if you're, a, if you're a gaming company who is habitually pushing your games back, like you just can't put anything out on time. 
Like, I think that becomes more of an issue, more of a trust issue, especially when it comes to, like, pre-ordering games and putting your money out there early. You mean, like, Blizzard? Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know. So... But yeah, like this doesn't bother me. I, you know, I, I think both in these instances, uh, both uh, CD Red and um, CD Project Red. or CG Project Red and Square Enix, you know, did a good job and said, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're trying to do." Square pushing Enix is pretty notorious for pushing back titles. Yeah, um, and I, I'm I'm just like you guys. Like I would I much rather get a very polished game. Than anything, and I'm totally cool. With I'd, I'd rather wait six months but for the game to come out. Here's and this you, Square Enix also having resource problems, like they were having some fiscal issues last year or the year yeah. before that. Yeah, and that that's um, that, I mean that's a whole other issue. But I mean, really, I think it comes down to like expectation setting, right? Like, I think it's one thing to announce something and put a TBD, but like as soon as you kind of put a date out there. Yeah you shouldn't push it back more than once. And I feel like they pushed back Final Fantasy a couple of times now, maybe. But, oh, Final, Final, but, Final Fantasy VII has been pushed back. Yeah. seven has oh, been pushed times. back several times. And, and uh, I think they did that with Final Fantasy XV as well and Kingdom Hearts three. So they're kind of that notorious. And that's that, I'm glad that you brought that up, Tim, because I think it's, it's something that the industry maybe needs to think a bit about. How do you get better at, about lining up those commitments and uh, being a little bit more certain before you put the the public on edge. I think that that's an area where uh, certain companies, not all of them, can can improve because some of them, like CD Projekt Red, I think they pushed out Cyberpunk once, didn't they? This is the second time it's this been This is the pushed, second time, yeah. yeah. So I think that we'll, you know, like... That's okay because at the end of the at the end of the day, these are big titles and, and big expectations. I would much rather, so I'm I'm totally cool with it. Um, Tuto Timmy makes a really good point in the chat room. Delay games to make them better. I think no one has a problem with this in 2020. The opposite is a major issue when games come out unprepared for prime time. Exactly what you said, Don. I think that in 2020 we're kind of yeah. used to this mm-hmm. by now. Um, and, and I'm totally and, cool with it. And Square, and Square Enix and Blizzard, they're, when they tell us a game is coming in July, we don't believe them anyways. <laughs> yeah. We just true. don't believe uh, them, sure. right? You, you know it's going to be late at least the first time, if not the second time. Yeah. Well, um, so uh, that's that's what we've got as far as uh, as far as the news go. But we, we're not stopping there, folks, because it's time for full stream ahead. Let's hit it. Diddy, what you got? All right, man. So, everybody knows that I am a big NVIDIA fan. I love NVIDIA hardware. I think I, I've never had a problem with them. I thought you were an AMD guy all this time. Yeah, oh. that's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I have an RTX 2080 Ti. I mean, I've got, I'm, I'm all in. I've got G-Sync monitors. The whole thing, whole works. We talk about this cloud, cloud streaming platform all the time nvidia announced this week that they are going to start or they are going to have their own service it's going to be ten dollars a month and you are going to get rtx level 4k graphics streamed from the cloud using nvidia hardware that is badass not only that i that's great i everybody is working on this performance thing Here's the thing about this that that I was like, this is fantastic. Everybody should do this. They are going to let you bring games that you already own onto their platform and stream them from their servers. That is killer. That's killer. How are they going to? I don't know how they're going to do it. Doesn't give any details on how they're going to work that out. But that's. You, You think them folks over at Google are a little nervous? I think the folks at Google and Amazon are a lot nervous. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think that that solves some of the problems that people are talking about, about needing to... I mean, like, you still got to source the game somewhere, right? Um, There's this back and forth around, like, do I actually want to pay for the game outright? Or would I rather pay for a subscription service that also includes titles in that subscription? 
Yeah. Um, and also get that gaming platform. So uh, Microsoft is kind of a, a good example of somebody that's doing all of that with uh, Series X. You know, you're going to get a catalog of games. You're going to get a high quality gaming um, platform and and uh, a good uh, a good quality to the games that you're streaming. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they bring in services because what what GeForce and Nvidia doesn't have is that backlog of like all the games, the, a catalog, right? Like right. they don't have and a that's catalog. why they're working with the publishers to bring. Them. Here's the other yep. thing. <clears throat> there were a couple more points about this that were that were just amazing to me. Um, NVIDIA says if you buy a game through their service, you own it, period, mm-hmm. forever, whether you still subscribe to the service or not. So that means you could play it on your own yeah. computer. So if you can download it and, and keep it and save it and it's yours. So they must be working with... They're working with all the publishers. publishers. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, the other one is synced game saves across all platform, across all your devices. So that means that if I was to play it on no matter what, I mean, right. that, but that's pretty typical of a streaming service, right? Uh, so you would think, yes, but. If I'm going to play it on my phone versus my laptop versus my PC, whatever I'm yeah. streaming from. Um, I mean, it's cool. I, yeah, I, think cert- it's, I think it's great because we have uh, somebody with a, a great or, or a company with really great experience in a track record of delivering top notch game quality um be, being that chosen provider mm-hmm. by a lot of publishers for delivering a quality video game um you know graphically i think that's great i, I think it's very interesting um i i just don't know if they're going to live up to somebody like a microsoft with the project x cloud and all that sort of stuff right coming into play but it certainly is a great alternative yeah it's called uh, uh service is called geforce now mm-hmm. um I, the rumors are that it's eight dollars a month that's great that's a good price that's fantastic for a freaking 2080 you know rtx yeah. quality like it's great I yeah and it. i i there are, i also saw some rumors elsewhere about um about different tiers in this uh-huh so that there would be maybe an eight and then a twelve dollar a month version where you would get just a you know a better quality. Sure. Yeah, no, uh, I love but, it. But man, if they if they can pull this off, where you can bring a game that you already own, like like my catalog of Steam games is almost three hundred deep. Yeah, you see, and being able to I mean, and Travis in the chat says, "Well, better go save for my new PC." But that's the thing; you can buy yourself like a real baseline. Computer. Yeah, you don't need one. That's just it. And, and, you know, I've talked about this ad nauseum here, but, you know, I built this this big PC. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping I don't have to build another. I hope the next time I go to build a PC, all I'm worried about is buying lights and pretty things for it. And the hardware itself can just be base stuff. Yeah, no, that's right. I I think that... Make it look cool. Like, give me a thin client. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'd be happy cool. with a thin client. And give me, and then I'll spend all my money on hue lights to yeah. lights to put and water me. cooling, and and yeah. just we're just gonna pump the stuff. I'm gonna take a whiskey barrel and use copper pipe and a bourbon bottle and water cool the P- and make build a PC. Oh my god! And the the barrel would be the PC. Yes. Jeez, this was dude. the most. You got, okay, so everybody, so extra. everybody on Twitch, look this up on on Google. Just Google it. It was awesome. It was love just it. freaking cool. I love it. Any uh, any final thoughts on that, Tim? No, I, I this this has got to make the other people nervous. It, it's. I mean, it does. I, I think. It and does, and yeah. again, it because it, Google needs to get their stuff together <laughs> because they're they're gonna. I think they're gonna find themselves without a market. Nvidia isn't competing with anybody they're not competing with microsoft or or sony or steam or or anybody like that they're not competing with them for making games right no they're not doing anything except providing a service whereas all the other on a platform level all the other players are making games for their platform and so i can understand people not playing playing nice with them i mean the only other time that i've seen 
them kind of enter into a platform space was when they came out with like the little thin client streaming device you could have in your home. Mm-hmm. The shield? Um, yeah, the shield. Uh, j- similar to like your Stream Deck or, or not Stream Deck, yeah, Steam Steam Deck. No, Steam. But I, you know, most people yeah. I know that had shields didn't get shields to play games. They got shields as streaming devices for like video. Oh, mm-hmm. because it was one of the very early 4K devices that you could Steam get. Link. That's what it is. Thank oh, you're talking about Steam Link. Yeah. I thought you were talking about. I no, was well, about, well, all of that because the, the Nvidia Shield was. But the the Shield could stream your games too. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think they I have their own app. I don't know. I could be wrong. I thought that's I what know. it was all about. Uh, NVIDIA, uh, what was it called? Shield. Streaming media device. Well, I mean, either way, I think that they're, they're the point is, is that they're, they're jumping into a space that they don't typically jump into, and that's a platform space. Yeah. Right. right. So that, that'll I, be interesting. You know, this also makes me think about, and I know Microsoft hasn't really said this, but you, I, we might see the Xbox become, I mean, not a, a real thin, thin client, but at a point with Azure, that might really be what your Xbox is. Yeah. Well, that's what they tried to do with this generation, right? They tried to make it the center hub we, of we your we entertainment system. They're still going to do it. I wanted to listen. For the record, I wanted to listen, everybody. Yep. You know, they're still going to do it. They just had to take a generation to do it. Yep. It took a generation longer. Society for people wasn't to realize for what it was that they were offering. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you guys have got any uh, video games to talk about? I mean, we were talking about this earlier, chat. Like we, I've been so engrossed in in Pokemon, and I'm I'm so sucked back into World of Warcraft with the trying to get my cloak and yeah. I've been playing Magic the Gathering. I haven't played anything new. Arena and now, a little Division. I've been playing in the chat. Was very excited to hear you playing Magic the Gathering. By the way, all right, man. Let, let's talk. Let's talk, talk about. Hold up. Let's 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 do that. We didn't have this ready, but we're gonna do it now. This. Yes, and the reviews were so mixed. They I were surprised. Hit it. Magic the Gathering. So, Magic the Gathering. So, I'm sure most of our listeners know about Magic the Gathering, the physical card game. Um, I think what what Magic has done was very smart in that they made two different avenues for people that were interested in Magic to play without actually having to buy cards. So they have a they have a paid service that's I think it's like ten bucks maybe ten bucks a year it might be ten bucks lifetime which is Magic Online mm. um, yeah but I think that still requires you to buy digital cards or you can play uh, Magic Arena which has no cost up front I think you can still buy some cards if you want to or you can just play with whatever they give you and. You know, you earn additional cards as you play the game and win matches. Um, and so I've just started going through like the tutorials and playing the uh, playing the computer. And I've, I've had one match uh, against a, another live player. But it's I found it to be a very a very good way to learn how to play the game. There are still things I have questions about, um, but I think. I think I'd be much more prepared and comfortable to like go into a live session and play with real people, having spent some time. And what what got you into the game? Like, why did you have an inkling and, and a desire? to So play? originally, it was uh, it was Will had an interest in playing, and so I looked at it a little bit, and then he kind of fell out of it, and I stopped paying attention. And uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, oh. You know, it, it was kind. Of, it was kind of the Dungeons and Dragons thing too, because I started thinking. I was like, "Well, I've learned to play, kind of learned to play Dungeons and Dragons. I never learned to play Magic. You know, yep. you know why not? Why not try?" And this was an easy way to try it. Like, didn't really cost me any money to learn uh, to learn to do it. But uh, I think I probably will at some point go like sit down and play with play with people. Love it, um, man. Yeah, expanding your horizons. That's right. You know, That's expanding horizons. Love the, it, man. And it, and it does, in some ways, kind of scratch a collector itch, too, because you know, well, people, that's, collect, that's that's people collect the call. Not cards. only that, man, that is a, that is a dark, dark Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. <laughs> you can get so one of the comic book shops <laughs> that I shop at, uh, Victory Comics out in Falls Church, they have a big magic community. 
and I was in there the other night. And then on Friday nights they play, they play magic, and they have people come in. You see all ages, older guys, little kids coming in. They got their little stuff, and they're gonna play. They're gonna play magic, and a lot of them were pre-ordering the new set that's coming out. I think it comes out next week, this week or next week. I mean, and I saw people like ringing up bills for like 150 bucks. Yeah. I was like, what are they buying? That's what Tra- and so what- Travis just said in the chat, teach your kids magic and they'll never be able to afford a drug habit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Um, and so I was asking the dude, I was like, yo, what do you get for 150 bucks? And he was like, oh, you know, people buy like, you know, you get the little pack with like maybe a pre-made deck that's like, you know, the 60 cards mm-hmm. and they give you a couple boosters. But people buy like, whole boxes of booster packs you know 15 packs of 15 packs of 15 cards and they're just opening them all up hoping to Mm -hmm. find the stuff that they really want to build this deck of 60 cards loot crates so do you remember (laughs) you know and here's this is the thing right we had we talked about loot crates in games the other day and i was like that's what that is it is yeah it is it literally is it's just like baseball cards Back in the day, you used to open up a, uh, a pack of like baseball cards. Oh, oh I hope I get freaking Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah. No. Do you remember opening uh, World of Warcraft cards looking for the damn Spectral Tiger I that, that I, I never, never that. got? No. Box. The box of 20 that had 24 packs of cards in it. Same yeah. thing, man. I used to go in and I buy two a, of them. I bought a pack today. Willie and I went and got our haircuts. We went to GameStop and they had like some magic cards on clearance. So we bought some packs. Cracked open a pack. It's a fifteen dollar card in there, like because you can look like you can look yeah. at the card and it'll tell you mm-hmm. if it's a common card, or uncommon card, or if it's a rare card. And this is a rare card, so I go on on the website to like see what it is. And yeah. it's like fifteen bucks. I was like, really? Like, yeah, it's an investment, man. Yeah, it is. But it's it's fun. Scardon says I have so many thousands of magic cards. I just buy them for the pictures. I don't even know half the fucking rules these days. <laughs> the, I mean, the, a cool and, set and the art is the art is really cool. Yeah, that's like um, those TCG cards that. Uh, from World of Warcraft, those yeah. those cards are beautiful. The art is I amazing. I really wish I had bought those cards when I was a kid. I was at my comic shop that I grew up going to a couple of weeks ago when when I was home New Year's, mm-hmm. and the 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 guy that runs the shop now is the is the son of the guy that ran the shop when I was a kid, and they were all big Magic players. And he was like, "Yeah, we've you know t- we've had tons of those cards. A lot of the cards they sold their stuff back in the store." You know, mm-hmm. get the money back from him. But he was saying how his dad would like when the new stuff came out, his dad would just buy all the boxes and they'd open them up and then they'd they'd keep what they wanted and then they'd just sell the singles <laughs> back to people that wanted to play. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, That's it makes wrong. sense. He was like, you know, they'd get more stuff in and they'd sell it. But like, he was like, ah, we're gonna take we're gonna take our stuff first. Scardon says, "My cousin scammed me out of all my good cards from when I was a kid." It's the same sort of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatevs, whatevs. So. Um, well, I'm glad that you found a new expensive hobby. I think that's what you. I don't plan do on life. dumping a lot of money into this, but that's what you. Yeah, sure. Okay. No, yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. I, I want, yeah. Chat, we all heard that here. Right? Chat. I want you to remember what J Dimes just said. Listen, I have a comic book habit that takes takes pretty much. The extra money that I have, so <laughs> no one magic, plans to do that. Magic, magic will it, not it, take. Uh, there, no, there, of course there's going to no. be a siphon of comic book re- resources off. <laughs> Actually, you know, Will said the smartest thing to me today when I when he came in. He was like, you know, the best way to go about this isn't to buy the packs. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, just figure out what cards you want and go into the stores and buy the single cards. He's like, you'll get what you want and you'll spend less money. I was like. Probably Over, like overall, sense. you probably spend yeah, less, yeah. less yeah. money. Yeah, but there's something exciting about opening a booster pack. Well, you know, like this is what I think is the benefit guy. of being an adult and having more money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, right, or you have a more restricted amount of money, you depend on the odds of possibly pulling something out of a pack to be able to get it because you don't have the $15. To, to spend on the one, one card, card that you that want. You want. Right. Yeah. But if you have $15, you get the card that you want, and you don't worry about spending 60 bucks in packs to maybe pull the card that you By want. The way, speaking of which, freaking packs of cards? Holy shit, are yes. they expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, did they get, when did they get to be like five, six bucks a pack? Mm. I felt like they were always kind of that no, much. No. You know, listen, when Pokemon we were kids, stuff? you could get... 
you could get a pack of cards for like a pack of sports cards. You get yeah. a pack of sports cards for like a buck fifty. Yeah, okay. If no, you really want it like Pokemon, the good, yeah. if you wanted the good stuff, like the good upper deck series or like Fleer Ultra mm-hmm. or something like that, it might cost you three fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now the entry level stuff is five bucks. And you there are packs of cards that are like fifteen bucks for a pack. Yeah, I was yeah. at a comic show the other day. The guy had these packs of these cards. They were fifteen dollars a pack and you got three cards in them. It's like what? Jeez. Yeah, the wild the, the wild stuff I think started out at a buck ninety nine and then they were two ninety nine. They were two ninety nine for really? a long time, yeah. Man. No concept of, of what it was back in the day. Hey, when I when I was a kid they were a quarter for a pack of cards of baseball cards. All right, hold on. <laughs> We're just gonna do this. <laughs> they say I'm a grumpy old man. Okay, so so here here's 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 how bad we used to walk around the streets with a with a little radio flyer cart uh-huh. and collect pop bottles, take them back to the store for the deposit. You got two cents per bottle. Yeah, we used to take them back to the store for for deposit and use them to buy buy a. Mickey Mantle, cards and Roger with. Maris cards. We're looking for baseball. Yeah, my my dad used to do that. Yeah. So you know, my dad was he's well, he was a youth pastor at the church. He's the pastor of the church now. Yeah. But when when I was a kid, he would he would save all the aluminum cans. He'd pick if he saw aluminum cans like because we lived near a grocery store, so people would mm-hmm. like drink the drinks and drop the cans. He'd always pick up those cans. He'd always pick up all the aluminum he would find. He'd keep them in trash cans and every so often he'd take them to the recycling bin and the money he got he would like use to like donate when like we take a a a church trip every summer like the youth group and he would use that money to help that's like people that wanted to go i mean there's there's i mean but like i never really thought i was like is there really money in that he was like it's like i don't have to really put forth a whole lot of effort and you know fill a trash can you make it 40, 50 bucks back out of it. Well, you it's remember like, you remember the guy... Um, and that was for aluminum glass. Like, glass is still, is still pretty high. Yeah, well, they're they're back high. For, like, we used to bottles and stuff. Take, take it on the deposit, and the deposit was two cents a bottle. You remember the guy who bought Fallout 4 using just bottle caps? Huh? You remember that? Oh, yes, I do remember that. What, did they do yeah. some crazy promotion? No, he, he, like, it was just him. He had approached Bethesda, like... Here I bought like five thousand bottle caps, six thousand bottle caps. You know, because the currency in Fallout is caps, bottle <laughs> caps. And just like, hey, do you think I could buy it? And they were like, okay, yeah, you could have it, but nobody else is doing this. Like, they thought it was so cool, and that they did it for him, and and they gave him the game, but they were like. Nobody else think that you can get away with this. Like that's not happening. He, and he tried it first. He reaps the rewards. Yeah, that's right. Nobody. That's that's cool. That is cool. Uh, you know what else is cool? The fact that this was an awesome show and that everybody in the uh, in the chat and you guys we had a fun conversation. So yeah. let's clap it out. That was a good show. Woo-hoo. Clap it out, chat. Um, I want to remind you folks that you can subscribe to this show by heading over to joystickandmouse.com. Uh, subscribe to your favorite podcatcher there. And uh, and also all of our contact information is there. So if you want to follow us on social media or listen to any of the other shows that we're involved with, um, you can do that. Um, so until next time. See you later, folks. Later. Oh, so long, everybody. Bye-bye. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>